Welcome to Off The Script, your unadulterated look into the world of pharmacy, healthcare, and the industry. We cover everything from what you put in your body to what comes out. Hi everyone, my name is Chris. And I'm Fizan. And we are your co-hosts for Off The Script. Thanks for tuning in to our very first episode of the podcast of what we will hope will be an interesting dive into the pharmacy world for all viewers. We're, we're trying to make it interesting here, I, I, I promise you. <laughs> no, we're just going to make a really boring podcast so that no one wants to listen to it. Okay, so just a little background into who we are. So real quick, I'm in my third year of pharmacy school at the Leslie Daniel Faculty of Pharmacy. Please and sponsor us. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, I'm at my fourth year of pharmacy. So it's been, it's been a long haul, but Chris is still in school writing his exams. I'm in my placements here. Uh, but what we were trying to do here, we just wanted to go over some things that, you know, people are going to go through in their lifetimes. A lot of things you're hearing about the healthcare field. Um, and one of them, the topic of this podcast is, you know, visiting your pharmacy your local pharmacy. And I think, I, I don't know, Chris, I, I think every human being at some point will get drugs at some point, right? Whether it be on the street or legally. Well, exactly. And we're going to be talking about what it's like to get them legally through a pharmacy. We we do not contone illegal behavior on this podcast. So what exactly does happen when I come into the pharmacy and I have a prescription? I'm coming from the emergency room and I drop off the prescription to you. Tell well, me. let's talk. Let's not talk about what what does happen. Let's talk about the worst thing that could happen because <laughs> it happens a lot. And what could happen is you can bring that prescription to me and you're 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 in pain. You're aching. And the doctor prescribed you some nice Percocet on the prescription, but they didn't write their license number. I have no idea who prescribed it, or they just didn't write your identification number. That That's a little bit of a solvable problem. But if I have no idea who the doctor is, that's like the absolute worst thing that could happen because now I've got to fax the doctor and Emerge is gross to deal with. Like I have to actually just fax. I, if I call them, they'll be like, just fax it to us. And now <laughs> so I, I have what, to so tell you. So what's the problem? As a, as a patient though, I don't get it. Like I... I gave you the prescription. It says right. the drug on it. It right. says the quantity. You can't give it to me? No. Like the problem is, is it's not a valid prescription. And there's there's laws in place for a prescription to be valid, uh, especially for narcotic medications. They're even more stringent about that. And one of them is that I have to be able to either read the doctor's name or... Um, or, or their license number or something to make out who it is. License number is actually by law. It has to be on the prescription. But yeah, that's, that's something that you come across a lot of the times. Cause you know, doctors are in a hurry. I understand, you know, they're in the emerge, a lot of people coming in, a lot of people going out, but unfortunately I have to make you wait in that waiting room until I get that fax back. So it's not even, we haven't even filled your script. Yet. You haven't even entered it into the system. <laughs> You've just come to the counter. I'm like, sorry, man, I got to fax this for you. So that's one thing that can go wrong. Okay. All right. Let's not even talk about a narcotic. It's just your standard prescription. You know, you got you got diagnosed with high blood pressure. You come into the pharmacy. It's time to get your high blood pressure pills, right? Like mm -hmm. you come in, doctors doctors diagnosed you. He's uh, he's prescribed you medication, and you know your whole. You had to wait two weeks for your appointment to get set up. You had to go through a gross annual. He probably did a little prostate exam, and you didn't like that part either. <laughs> but, for for your blood pressure. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what an annual is, right? That's you're gonna you're gonna get the whole oh, works. It's like separate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like that's part of the process, right? Yeah, no one likes having their prostate touched, but 
it happened during the annual <laughs> you're, you're already grumpy you know um so now you're at the pharmacy and you're you're you got to pick up your pills and you know we, we tell you hey it's going to be a 20 minute wait and you're well like, that's okay. ridiculous i mean i have my kids in my car and i just need 30 pills i don't understand i i totally understand what your frustration is and that's probably what i will say to you but the reality of the matter is you got to wait those 20 minutes because there's either people that have already come that are in front of you and it has to go through the whole process of the pharmacy or uh, just this, our standard wait time because there's a lot of things that can happen in the middle of you dropping off your prescription and you picking it up. You know um, what? Before we continue, let's just do like a super quick overview. I'm just going to go over everything from the t- start at the top all the way to the bottom in like one minute timing. All right. Hit so me. Timing. <laughs> so you drop off your prescription. The first thing we do is that we scan it in. We check everything that is on the prescription. Make sure that all the information that we need is there. So you can already imagine what can go wrong there. Next, we have to actually put it through your insurance if you have any. And there's a whole lot of problems that can go wrong with insurance that we'll go into. Next, we go into what pharmacists actually like to do at their job, which is making sure the medication is the right medication for the patient, for the right disease or indication that you're treating, and then uh, making sure that it doesn't interact with any of your other medications possibly. 25 seconds, Chris. <laughs> okay, okay. And then finally, we start counting. Now, this is easy peasy, count by fives, up to 30, whatever it is. And then after that, we want to make sure that it's the actual right pill. And there's a couple other ch- steps before that that make sure we have the right pill. But anyways, the pharmacist has to check it again. 10 seconds, Last- Chris. Lastly, lastly, we have the medication ready and then we counsel it for you and you guys know everything else that happens. You know, we talk to you about the medication, talk to you about how, like, how to take it, side effects, etc. Time. Done. Perfect. That was great. So that is a quick overview. I'm so sorry if you weren't able to keep up with that. Chris did a perfect job of explaining the entire process of the pharmacy. And sure, he can do it in one minute, but we can't. We actually <laughs> have to take 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the time might be to go through the whole process. And we'll give you we'll give you some stories of, you know, things that we've encountered um, that, you know, issues that we've come across. Um, like, for example, Chris, uh, don't you love when when someone brings in a compound? to our to our pharmacy and a it's uh we we get a billing error when we're trying to put it through their insurance so now we have to we have to actually call the insurance provider and ask them are these two ingredients covered so just think to yourself if there's a lineup at the pharmacy and you're waiting there for your prescription and you've just dropped it off i have to call the insurance and basically have everyone wait more for me to finish my call and get the right number to bill to the insurance (laughs) Yeah, and, de- and depending on who or depending on how many people are working at the pharmacy, this could mean if one person is busy on the phone for 10 minutes on hold, that means they're not available and you only have one other person working at the pharmacy possibly. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of the time stops you have the workflow, one tech, one pharmacist, right? So, um, that's, you know, usually what you have, you hope you have more than, you know, one tech that's working for you. But a lot of the time, sometimes even pharmacists just by himself, right? So that just stops the entire workflow process just being on hold. Um, or the other situation is they come in with a, with the medication and it's a compound that we can't do because there is special pharmacies that do compounding specifically so they're called compounding pharmacies there's too many ingredients it's too fancy to make we can't make your suppositories here brenda i'm sorry but you have to go somewhere else (laughs) poor brenda i'm so sorry (laughs) 
I think one of the confusing things for a patient is when you have a prescription from the doctor, a lot of the times they'll tell you about the condition that they've diagnosed you with and they'll prescribe a medication, but they might not actually go into the specifics about what that medication is. A lot of the times when I have to tell a patient that they have a compound and that we have to take maybe an hour, maybe even overnight to make the medication, they'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize it wasn't something that just came off the shelves. I didn't realize you had to actually go through and mix it by uh, with your spatulas and actually make the medication for me. I just thought, you know, pick it up. And just just think the wait time for that compound again comes down to back to the, back to the whole phone situation. Just to make that compound, you're removing one whole part from the team to make that compound, which is why the wait time becomes longer for things like that. So, um, so that's another fun situation that you can run into at the pharmacy (laughs) or even yourself as a patient as to why my wait time is so long when it comes to this one medication. Yeah. So you touched on insurance and Mm -hmm. I guess how that can hold up the whole process. But what did you mean by like, why would you have to ever call insurance? I thought that like, if I, if the patient gives you the card, doesn't it imply that the drug, they have coverage? Is it, is it as simple as that? How does it work? You know, Chris, for the most part, it is as simple as that. And you know, I kind of, yeah, in most cases. And I, I have to, I have to give myself, um, a, you know, a little bit of a, a criticism here. I do kind of hark on the, the the outliers here, but it's usually those outliers that end up taking a lot of time um, away from the workflow of the pharmacy. But cases that would fall under that would be things like compounds, for example. We're actually supposed to call every time to the insurance because sometimes they give us like a different number to bill. That's not the actual number that is in the system. So again, why that happens, I have no clue. I'm just doing it because that's what I was told to do. Um, then other cases might be, um, oh, your your card actually expired because the plans were switched or even the company chooses a whole new plan, right? So the, um, the plan that we have on file or the card that you bring in is actually the old company card and the company switched to a new insurance. I call, I found out, hey, this is actually ex- expired now. Um, another thing that could happen is, uh, something called coordination of benefits. Really boring topic, but you know, <laughs> TLDR, if you have two insurances, it's usually like a spousal insurance and your own insurance. Um, the secondary insurance knows there's a primary. If the primary changes, so if that first billing number changes, like your company switched plans or you got a new job, the secondary company will think that one is still active when it's not. So when it gets billed to the secondary one, they're like, hey, there's supposed to be a different company that it's being billed to first. So now I got to call, figure that out. And in the end, it actually goes back to the patient. I have to be like, hey, you actually, you have to call your <laughs> insurance company and figure this out. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to pay first and then submit the claim manually, which is what yeah. we're trying to avoid doing when we do electronic billing. But an electronic billing is just billing straight through the pharmacy instead of you paying for it up front and then claiming it after the fact. So I know it's kind of a boring topic, but we just wanted to go over what, an issue like that might come out to be why we actually have to call insurances. And, you know, we are trying to help you at the end of the day. We Mm -hmm. want you to get your medication. Um, but it's just, it's just part of the, part of the workflow, part of the whole, the whole, the whole system. Right. So public service announcement, if you have a new insurance card or if you think you have a new insurance card, or maybe you don't even know if you have an insurance card, just, just, just give us a set of numbers that you think might be your insurance. (laughs) And we will we will figure it out. If it's in your if it's your insurance, we'll put it through. If it's not, then no big deal. You don't have insurance, then the uh, it, I mean, it just saves everyone a little that's, bit. That's of a big time. deal if you don't have insurance. But. Okay, it depends on the medication. But. 
<laughs> depends on the medication yes yeah for sure and oh and another public service announcement if you're if you're at your doctor's office and you want brand name let your doctor write that down brand name only or no sub only because what happens is when we're billing to the insurance actually having it from the doctor saying no substitution or brand name only it makes it go through the insurance you get better coverage or there's no issue with billing otherwise if it's not there we actually have to again fax to the doctor and ask (laughs) them to write on it no substitution and again this isn't this isn't something that you know we're just doing for fun Actually, if we don't get that written down and the insurance company uh, comes in and audits us and says that it's not there and we're putting through a brand name under the doctor, they'll claw it all back from us. Yeah, so, it's not really an if, it's, it's more of a when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, actually, though. Um, so that's another case of why we would have to fax the doctor, which sucks because it's not only, I mean, it's not only taking up our time, it's taking up your time because it's less time, it's less time with your medication, right? Mm-hmm. You're not getting your medication on time delaying therapy it sucks for everyone involved so you're not the only one that's hurting trust me so just to backtrack again we've dropped out the prescription we've entered it we've uh, let's just assume that the prescription says like the right doctor the right medication the i'm right, always hoping <laughs> the right the right instructions and then we put it through the insurance now we're at the step where the pharmacist actually comes in and, and actually starts doing their job. So this <laughs> is the important is, part. So this is the actual important part. This is part what we've been learn. training for our whole lives. This is what we do for go to school for. And that's actually checking to see if the medication is appropriate for the patient for set for their indication. And it's also another it's also another place where problems can happen, right? Wait, 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 Chris, Chris. But the doctor prescribed the medication. Why, why would there be any problem? He knows what he's doing. He's a doctor. Wow, did you just assume that the doctor was a guy? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> falling into one of those traps. <laughs> Let's talk about the healthcare system itself, right? Um, a lot of times, we're not... I mean, a lot of times things aren't shared. If you went to your family doctor all the time, that's fine. Um, but at the end of the day, doctors by, by nature of their profession are trained to diagnose the patient and prescribe the appropriate medication, right? We as pharmacists are trained to look at the patient, look at their medication profile and see whether or not there's any interactions or issues, if the dosing is right, right? Cause again, it's a two tier check system where errors can happen. And again, this isn't, we're not trying to bash on doctors. We're not trying to bash on pharmacists. We're not trying to bash on any profession, but at the end of the day, it's all about circle of care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, if there is a mistake happening, it can be due to communication. If there's some piece of information that's missing that maybe would have changed what was prescribed or change how we would have counseled a medication. For example, if a patient takes certain vitamins over the counter, those can actually interact with a lot of different medications and that changes that changes how we go about making recommendations for you uh, ahead of time. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, it's just it's just a matter of the medication, the thing that you're putting into your body, we want to make sure it's safe and effective for you. And it's all a matter of checking. These are all like steps to check. The doctor, it's not to say that they didn't do their job and we're not checking against them that they did their job, but we're just trying to make sure that if you're putting something into your body voluntarily, we hope that it's safe for you because otherwise it might actually end up harming you. One thing that I learned when I was starting off in pharmacy was never trust anyone else. 
And that sounds a little bit harsh, but at the end of the day, everything that you do as a professional, you are liable to. And if the reason that you dispense a medication was because you trusted someone and it was the wrong information, then guess what? You're the one that dispensed the medication and it's still your fault. So that's why we have to go through, take the time, make sure that all the information that we are giving is the correct information. And, and I just want to emphasize the point that as healthcare professionals on our side, our perspective here, it's all about the patient being at the center of care. We, we are trying to make sure that, you know, you as the patient, again, I want to reiterate, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's not about, it's not about, you know, he said, she said, or anything like that. We just want to make sure at the end of the day, the thing that you're putting into your body is safe for you. Um, because, you know, mistakes can happen. We're all human beings. And that's what we're trying to prevent from happening is, is that, is that, you know, really, really fatal or, or serious mistake that, that could end up happening. And it does happen, right? Everyone has, has flaws. No one's perfect. Um, you know, we are going off on a little tangent here too serious, but, um, (laughs) but you know, the whole point of taking so long or, you know, what you might perceive to be so long into getting your medications is that we're trying to make it safe for you. Um, that it's the right thing for the right condition, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and uh, to put it into perspective, some of these medications that are being prescribed are chronic medications that you might be taking or may have been prescribed for, for example, for a year. And if we don't catch it at this very first step that there is a problem, then when someone gets a refill for your medication, then we might be a little bit more lenient and just assume that there was like all these checks done the first time the prescription was put through, and then you end up having problems all the way down the line. So we try to take the time to just make sure problems don't happen in the first place so that they're not worse down the line. And, and, and that's why, you know, you might come into the pharmacy and, and you might come for your refill. You'll be like, hey, I'm here for my refill. Should take like five seconds, right? Like you already checked it when I brought in the first time. But again, we have to go through that clinical step to make sure that the refill that you're getting is appropriate for your medication profile because things could have changed. Like you could be on antibiotics now and those interact with a bunch of things or you could be on a whole set of, set of different other medications and that, all those interact with different things, right? So um, again, it's it's all about, you know, taking the time to make sure it's safe for you. Um, and yeah, I think we should move on to something else. Yeah, I mean, we've done the cool pharmacy checking part. Now we just go to the not cool counting part, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess finally we're at the counting part. I can go over it really quickly. It's, it's pretty simple. Once the check has been done, there's a little slip of paper that prints out, and then we just have to double check that the medication is the correct one. So a lot of the times at pharmacies now, they'll have systems where you actually digitally scan a code, and then after you scan the code, the, prescri- the proper prescription medication pops up, and then you just grab that stock bottle and then scan that as well. So that's like a two-step check to make sure you're getting the right medication. After that, you just do the count and we're good to go. Yeah, another another important part of that is checking the expiry date because we want to make sure you don't get expired products. Um, and and we, we do we do counts every month, you know, where you go through literally every single bottle. I hate doing this. It's like the worst thing to do or literally just imagine you looking at the pharmacy wall as a patient and seeing how many drugs there are on it and just checking every single bottle to see if, you know, if they're expired. You have to do that every month to ensure that we're not giving out expired products. And then not just that, but we have to sticker the ones that are coming up in the next three, four months as well. So just imagine how like brain dead that entire process is. 
If only there were a machine to do this for us. I mean, I hope not, because then we lose labor. <laughs> no, my what job. are you talking about? People want to have jobs, man. Uh, okay, so we've done the filling, and then we briefly mentioned this when we did that one-minute super, super quick overview. But it can, after we fill the product, we bring it back to the pharmacist for them to check to see if it's the right product. So why do we do that? Why do we do that? You know, just make sure it's the right. Just make sure it's the right one. I guess that's pretty yeah. obvious. I mean, I mean, I mean the the we've already checked it, right? We've already scanned it. But again, because we want to make sure it's safe for you, we are checking it one more time. The pharmacist is putting their name on the line to make sure that it's the right product going to the right bag, going to the right patient. So um, again, that's another check that the pharmacist is signing their name off on, and that's you know to if anything ever happens it's going all the way back to them so you know if you see your pharmacist taking their sweet time they're making sure that you know you're you're not going to get hurt in the process um and you know what what comes after that i mean it's pretty much just bagging caching and all that stuff right and counseling like, and oh, counseling the counsel thing that thing the thing the thing where the pharmacist takes up even more of my time before i go home right <laughs> yeah I was like god damn i just want to go home already <laughs> So, so this is another thing that we actually go to school for several years to do is that <laughs> is, is we learn to actually talk to you about your medications in a way that is simple to understand, but also gets all the right information across. They actually teach us to talk. It's weird. We have to, we have to talk in a certain way. It's called motivational interviewing. So we go through the medication and we try to be as succinct as possible. Uh, and we also try to address all the questions that you might have as well. So we... One thing I guess we'd like to stress is that it's not a one-way conversation. Um, it's really important that if you do have any questions whatsoever, if you're curious about other medications that you're taking even at that time, um, you can ask us right there and then. Because um, That's it's what much, we're there for. Exactly. That's what we're there for. And it's much better to ask than to, than to check by yourself, I'd say. And, and trust me when I say no question is embarrassing. No. And I have... I have, I have just trust, just trust me when I say I've heard a lot and I've seen a lot from patients. You would not believe the things that they have shown me on themselves. Yeah, really quickly, <laughs> some people think that the counseling area that is just off to the side of the pharmacy has like a magic curtain or something because they'll just let their shirt right me. up. Yeah, they'll, they'll just they'll be like, oh, I got this rash. And I'll be like, oh, can you describe it? They'll, they'll just raise their shirt. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm so, down, everyone. So trust me, when you know, you're picking up your antibiotics for your UTI, it's not embarrassing. There's nothing that can embarrass us. We've seen it all. We've heard it all. We've been trained in this. We've been trained on how to counsel and we've talk to people. tasted it all? No, I hope <laughs> not. That's disgusting. Okay. Please cut that out. All right, so we've talked about a lot of things that we've done from the beginning of the process to the end. Hopefully so it's not if, too much. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you guys absorbed all that. But again, let's just recap real quick. Why does my prescription take 15, 30, 45, overnight, etc.? Are you going to time me, Chris? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, that wasn't, that wasn't, I didn't want you to. I was just asking, are you going to do it? <laughs> no, it's okay. You got okay. all the time in the world. Take your time. Oh, perfect. So... Uh, why does it take so long? Well, again, like we iterated, there's a number of problems that can go on with the prescription that you got that uh, we might have to go through, you know, whether it be, you know, numbers are missing, insurances, whatever, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, say you even brought the perf perfect prescription in, there could be people ahead of you. 
you got to enter the prescription. You got to enter it into the system, scan it in. Then it goes to the pharmacist. They verify whether or not the entered information was correct. They look at it clinically and see whether or not it works with the rest of your profile and your medications. Then it goes to filling once that's okay. We filled the prescription. We count those pills, those damn pills that, you know, we should be counting and just handing out. And then finally, we hand it over to the pharmacist to check whether or not it's the right pills that you're getting. Then the pharmacist checks that bags it then we cash you out and then we counsel you so it's not just a one-step process and i totally totally understand coming from a patient side because i felt it before where i go to the pharmacy i want my medication i know what's wrong with me because the doctor's told me i know the medication and what to do with it because the doctor has told me you know what it is going to do and how long i should take it for and you know it's just a matter of fact why can't you just give me my pills and i've i've been there i felt it i've waited and I get the frustration that happens, but that process, again, I just had to remind myself that at the end of the day, the person that's working on the other side of the counter is a professional. They have their own liability as the doctor does as well. And they're just trying to make sure everything is safe for me. And that's why the prescriptions take so long to get ready, longer than you would think. All right, guys. So if you guys enjoyed the podcast and if you have any questions for us whatsoever, or if you have ideas for future podcasts, you can send them right over to us at facebook.com slash off the script podcast, where you'll find all the links to our various social media. Also, you can follow us at Instagram at off the script RX. And Chris, why, why is that different? Can you tell me that? <laughs> well, um, we tried to make them all the same, but I guess we're a little bit late to the game. So we, we, we don't really have the same handle for all our social media. Classic. If we get enough money, though, you know, Leslie Dan sponsor, maybe, then then, we'll, then we can pass them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Our next episode will be in two weeks on March 22nd. Be sure to tune in. I love you all.